Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Wednesday, September 29th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Omaha Joe Stanton, ready for some week four Thursday night football action. And Joe is fresh off a trip to Arrowhead to watch the Chiefs and Chargers last week. Joe, how was your trip? It was awesome. It was such a cool environment. Atmosphere was crazy. Um, I was probably rooting for the Chiefs because I felt like maybe I would have been ridiculed otherwise. Of course, I'm a Broncos fan, so just having to get out there to see an AFC West matchup, it was a blast. Tight game script. Um, the Chiefs fans obviously weren't too happy walking away, um, but it was such a cool game, great environment. Um, you got to get out there, man. Yeah, I, I bet. Uh, you know, As we talked beforehand, I've been to the area because I've seen lots of Royals games there, but I've never been to a Chiefs game in person. So great spot. Uh, you see lots of red when you're there, right? I mean, that's – uh, a good spot to watch a game, I'm sure. I wish you'd scouted one of these teams, Jacksonville or Cincinnati. I mean, come on. Right. Well, wish I made it. Wish I made my way down to Florida. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what Game Pass is for, so we can watch the games and right uh, get ready. So we're coming off a strong week three, Joe. While you were out there, uh, you know, at the stadium, uh, we finished off a strong week. Last Thursday was good, uh, and then the. The main slate was great. So let's get going here on week four. We've got a regular kickoff. We're into that schedule where you blink after Wednesday or Monday night game, and then you're ready for a week the next week on Thursday. So let's talk about Jacksonville and Cincinnati. We've got the 0-3 Jags traveling to play the Bengals at 2-1. Bengals are the big favorites here by 7.5 at home with an over-under 46. Uh, that's at BetUS. Dot com dot pa one of our uh, partners talk to me about this Jacksonville side Joe they're they've got a new look with Urban Meyer Trevor Lawrence and so far it hasn't worked very well at 0 and three no um, and I think you know I was hoping Urban Meyer would really transfer over to the NFL scene um, not so much so far actually I just I read something that he was grasping for straws a little bit and he reached out to Joe Burrow to ask for advice to give Trevor Lawrence. Wow. And now they're meeting Thursday night. <laughs> I, <laughs> Urban's on his last leg. Um, and, and this Jacksonville team is definitely underperforming. We've been attacking them on our on our weekend slates. Um, Cincinnati is exceeding expectations. I'm sure um, one of our members, um, one of our people of our team, Tyler, is pretty excited about that. Um, same with same with Chach. Um, but as far as Jacksonville and the passing game goes, Trevor Lawrence, he's a rookie QB. He's thrown seven interceptions this season. Um, kind of to be expected, but he's also thrown five touchdowns, and that's where I want to hit on for okay. this game because right. I actually don't think Trevor Lawrence is a bad play in this game, and, and here's the reason why. They are letting him make mistakes and really throw the ball. Three of his five touchdowns have been on 20-yard-plus throws, and he is really throwing it downfield, and on those connects to normally Marvin Jones, uh, and we'll get there. They have been solid. Um, he actually is up there with the Mahomes for, I think he's in the top five for deep passes among NFL quarterbacks. So they're not taking it easy with Trevor Lawrence. So that's kind of what I'm trying to say. I think there's a breakout coming. And I, and according to PFF, um, one of our sponsors as well, giving us all of our analytics, Bengals are below average in their pass rush and defensive coverage against, uh, against wide receivers. And they have been letting up big totals. I actually think looking at the Jacksonville schedule for Trevor Lawrence, this is something I have pinned that I think Trevor Lawrence could come out and have a good game, 
um, and break out of his rookie slump. And it's going to rely on a lot of the pass game, which is a thing is going to come with the game script. I think they are going to be passing a lot. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to miss my shot on Trevor Lawrence having a breakout. And I actually do think this game script could lead to that. I, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is too bad, but um, Interesting. what do you, it's it's great to say I don't think Trevor Lawrence is too bad. So what, what, what's, what's your take here? Well, you mentioned the seven interceptions. He also has two fumbles. And so let's do some quick math here, Joe. That's nine turnovers in three games. That's an average right. of three per game. Well, they Kid, were playing my Broncos, and we're pretty that, stout. You know, yeah. How about Houston week one? <laughs> uh, there you go. So, I mean – you can't win in the NFL really when your quarterback averages three turnovers per game. It's just yeah. almost impossible, especially when you have the rest of the roster, a new coach. Um, so not a good recipe. You know, yeah, you like the aggressiveness, the downfield throws. He's put up some yardage, but look at the how about the completion percentage? Only fifty four percent. While Joe Joe Burrow on the other side is seventy percent. Maybe that's the advice yeah. he gave. Uh, Urban was well. Tell him to you know hit his own team more than fifty four percent of the time. Uh, that would be a start. Um, so you know the volume should be there because uh, we do think they'll be trailing. Could put up some yards. Uh, it's just a question of does he take care of the ball a little bit better? Yeah. Um, the other thing is you mentioned that you know Cincinnati has been a little bit beatable through the air. It's a better matchup than on the ground, but they should be getting Trey Wayne's back here to bolster that secondary so it might be a little bit tougher for some of these matchups but what what uh if you do go trevor lawrence who are you looking to pair him up with for wide receivers i would probably want to pair him up with his favorite target uh marvin jones jr and actually how trevor lawrence has graded out his most successful pass has so far been 20 yards out to the right deep right he's it's just his most efficient pass surprisingly and that's marvin jones best reception um, this season as well. Jones has had 27 targets in three games. He's clearly the number one favorite. Um, He's getting the red zone looks. He's had nine targets in the red zone. So, yeah, I think Jones is a strong play. Um, Like you said, we've been attacking Apple uh, on the Bengals side. And with him potentially getting less run here, um, you know, that's not favorable. I'll throw this one back at you on the last Trevor Lawrence debate. Peyton Manning had more interceptions in his first three games as an NFL QB. I, I he had more than seven interceptions. Trevor Lawrence isn't as bad as Peyton Manning. I'll th- I'll I'll end it there. But um, that was an interesting stat I did come across. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny. Um, Peyton was talking about that on Monday night. Uh, I don't know how many of, of our viewers have watched the Manning brothers. I really That's enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they break it down. They're really, you know, breaking down the tape. And they have some inter- interesting interviews. But he was talking about that rookie year and how he got used to losing. He obviously wasn't used to losing when he got to the NFL, just like Trevor Lawrence. He kind of got used to it his rookie year. And, you know, it made it a lot tougher for him to be motivated. So that's mm-hmm. how about that? I'll throw it back to you. Is Lawrence just already going to, you know, throw in the towel? All right, we're going to lose again. You know, turnovers don't matter. Um, th- that's going to be his battle here. You know, yep. does he you cherish the possession enough to limit these mistakes at some point? So uh, um, that, that's a good point. Um, that's a good point. And I agree. The Manning broadcast is is sweet. I, lo- I love how they break it down. They're a fun crew. Um, I'll, I'll finish it out with the wide receivers and, and let you get your take. But um, 
you got Chark and Chenault as well um, for the wide receivers. Chark has been targeted a little bit more. Um, or he's been targeted more. They've been targeted the same. Chark with 19 targets. Chenault with 20 targets. However, Chenault's had one target in the end zone. Zero touchdowns on the year. Where, where Chark is having two touchdowns um, on two targets in the end zone. So he's batting 100 on two for two. Um, he's actually averaging, and that's a little inflated stat, he's averaging 22 yards per reception. So Chark is getting targeted on these deep flyers. So outside of Jones Jr., who's going to have the more consistent production, I would say if you're looking GPP, which is probably where you're looking if you are going to stack Trevor Lawrence with these guys, um, Chark would be the one to take a flyer on. That's who I would take a flyer on. I think he would be more adept to get the deep targets for a touchdown. Um, but overall, that's pretty much my take on the wide receivers. Uh, love to hear what you think about those three guys. Yeah, well said. I would go in that uh, general order as well. Chark, definitely more of a big play touchdown guy. Chenault, more of a P- PPR guy. Um, you know, he might rack up a couple more catches, but unlikely to get the big yards or the touchdown. So he's a little more attractive on DraftKings, but he's not much cheaper than Chark. No. Um, and again, in general, I'm just not much on this passing game. I like the other side a lot better, so I won't have much room for these guys. I do like the lead running back here, Mr. James Robinson. Let me tell you why. Uh, Cincinnati's been pretty good against the run. If you look at the yardage that opposing running backs have gotten on the ground, Dalvin Cook, 20 carries for only 61 yards. David Montgomery, exact same stats, so not good. We're talking about just over three yards of carry. Uh, Harris last year, last week for Pittsburgh, 14 carries, only 40 yards, but Najee Harris, 14 receptions for 102 yards. Big Ben kept checking it down and Harris just racked up the points. Uh, Dalvin cook also had six catches for 43. So those are big numbers. And, you know, James Robinson, obviously the best pass catcher for this Jacksonville backfield. He's got 12 on the season. He is averaging over five yards per carry, too, when he does uh, get to run it. So James Robinson is my favorite play on Jacksonville. Um, you know, if they're trailing, I think he'll get a lot of dump, uh, you know, check downs. And he, the other thing I like about Robinson is last week he had 21 touches. Carlos Hyde only had eight. People were freaking out in week one, especially season-long players, Yeah, when Hyde got all those touches. But – much better ratio now for the James Robinson lovers in, in the world. So I like Robinson here, um, and I expect to roster him quite a bit. I like that, and, and I like where you're looking there as in a receiving back for the Jacksonville team because the Bengals are um, graded out as the sixth-best run defense, um, and although Jacksonville has a run advantage, they just lost their tight end O'Shaughnessy, um, replaced by Dan Arnold, and O'Shaughnessy was actually the best run blocker for the Jacksonville defense, and um, sorry, Jacksonville offensive line, and Dan Arnold comes in, and he is a much worse run blocker. He's actually below average. O'Shaughnessy was pretty much one of the best in the league, so I agree. I actually don't think the running game will be there as much for Jacksonville, especially if they're going to be coming behind in this game script. However, like you said, people were kind of freaking out in the first week with Hyde getting in there. And that honestly could have been just because of the blowout. And um, actually, Robinson had a little bit of some drop passes in that game. They let Hyde work it in. But that's pretty much flushed out. I think as far as the receiving game goes, maybe Trevor Lawrence tries to play it safe for this game. 
and goes and says, I'm going to check it down and get advantage there. So I definitely agree with you. Robinson finally saw the touchdown, the end zone last week. Um, that's just set him up going, getting better here. And he's the third down back. He'll be out there even in an uphill battle for the Jaguars. So I agree. I really like James Robinson here. Um, I mentioned the tight ends a little bit. I said they brought in Dan Arnold. Um, Andrew, we don't even know if he's going to be out there for Thursday, at least not right now when we're recording this. Um, and, and that kind of makes sense. It's a short turnaround. Well, I, it's a short turnaround for the weeks. He was actually on our last <laughs> Thursday night football <laughs> game. Um, but he has to get um, acclimated with the team. We don't know if he's going to be out there. Um, what do you think about the other tight ends in this Jacksonville locker room? Yeah, if Arnold plays, and again, this is Wednesday night, so we'll have to wait and see who's active or not. If he plays, for the reasons you said, I'm not, I'm not huge on him here. Um, the interesting thing is the which site we're on here, because on DraftKings he's 4,400. Jacob Hollister is only a thousand, whereas on FanDuel they're both 7,000. So FanDuel just said, all right, we're just going to make the Jacksonville tight end 7,000 no matter what. Uh, DraftKings has priced them differently, and if Arnold is not playing. I would consider Hollister on DraftKings at 1,000. He got six targets last week, caught two balls. He's had plenty of success with Seattle. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, he's not like a, a big blocking tight end. He's, uh, he's more of a receiver in terms of his size, and he got you know, in the end zone a bunch with Russell Wilson. So at 1,000, I would consider him, um, maybe not my first lineup, but in potentially a GPP lineup. And then Luke Farrell had one catch last week for uh, negative one yards. He's only 200. So again, deep GPP option, but the tight end spot is not a hot spot against Cincinnati. They've been pretty strong against tight ends. So I'm not, not crazy about this group. Yeah. It's not my favorite either, but like you said, he's priced at a thousand. It's hard not to bat an eye at that when he's getting six targets. Um, And like you said, Gerald Everett came in um, for Seattle so he moved to Jacksonville, but with the amount of upside he has, and again, like his price tag, how are you not going to bat an eye at that? Yep. Um, but you know what you might bat an eye at and might miss is that the Jacksonville kicker is not on It's not on the slate. Yeah, you might, you might miss that. So that's why we're here for you. <laughs> One of the big reasons we're here we're to talk about kickers. So Lambo <laughs> is out for personal reasons. Wright is going to be the Jacksonville kicker, but he's nowhere to be found on either site, mm-hmm. DraftKings or FanDuel. Uh, again, this is Wednesday night, so maybe they update that. But don't go – you know, I mean, you can go looking for him, but you're not going to find him. So you can take that out of the mix here. Uh, all right, Joe, let's – before we transition to the Cincinnati side, um, you want to tell folks how they can join us to get some of these lineups tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you actually might see the ticker scrolling at the bottom. We have a lot of offers down there, a free two-month membership when you sign up with our partner, BetUS. Um, you could try us out for a three-day membership. Um, it's ten dollars for um, three days. For NFL, it's perfect. We actually offer a five-day pass for nineteen dollars. Um, a lot of people did that in week three. Gets you in here for the Thursday, finishes you on the Monday, and you get a whole week of NFL to try. Um, of course, we have our NFL DFS season-long passage, which is a great deal as well. You can find all of that. Oh, it's over here at dfscoachtalk. dfscoachtalk.com. Sign up for membership. Follow us on Twitter as well at DFS Coach Talk because we often like to throw out a lot of contests for retweets and likes on the video, and it could get you in here as well. Um, but you get to join our Discord. You get all of our lineups on FanDuel. 
and our clipboard on DraftKings for all of our sports. Uh, we don't separate, and it's just a great opportunity, and we would love to have you in here. Yeah, quick note, if you are going to sign up for betus.com.pa, you have to use the promo code COACHTALK, and it has to be your first deposit there if you want the two free months. So definitely jump on that if you want. And uh, like you said, Joe, uh, any other membership, go through dfscoachtalk.com, and you're going to get all the sports that we offer. So I'd love to have you there. All right, Cincinnati. They're seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Why? Well, I think it's because of their passing game. Uh, Joe Burrow and company, I'd like to get some big exposure here. Um, Jacksonville giving up over 300 yards per game through the air. Burrow, like I mentioned, nice 70% completion percentage. Takes care of the ball a lot better than your buddy Trevor Lawrence. Only four (laughs) interceptions this year. Uh, So not perfect, but, uh, you know, he's got that experience and – uh, you know that Jacksonville has given up four 100-yard receiving games already. Brandon Cooks, your boy Sutton, uh, A.J. Green, and Christian Kirk last week. So, yes, T. Higgins is out. Okay, big news. we got to adjust yeah. a little bit. But we still have Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and then Auden Tate is that third option. Uh, I'm interested in all these guys, Joe. Um, according to Pro Football Focus, Tyler Boyd has the best overall matchup in this game for wide receivers. But I also like the matchup for Chase. You know, these guys, you know, Boyd is mostly in the slot, but Chase will move around a little bit. And so they'll get some different matchups. And uh, I like both of those guys. And Auden Tate only had one target, one catch last week, but he's ultra cheap on DraftKings. He's $400. So you could mix him in. Um, but I'm going to have a lot of Burrow to chase and Boyd. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I really do like Burrow. He turned it around last week um, against the Bears. He had three interceptions, um, but last week he went 14 for 18, 122 yards, um, three touchdowns and one interception. Um, and he was aggressive as well. He actually started off the game with three passes, um, deep balls going to, going 20 yards. And that's actually what he had an interception on, uh, but he bounced back. And he, he really did turn it around. And, and like you said, Jacksonville actually grades out as having the worst pass coverage and the worst overall defense defense on PFF. So they are absolutely letting them um, beat them in the air. And for a while there, Cincinnati's old line didn't look too solid. Um, they actually don't grade out too well in PFF. But last week, um, there was no sacks allowed to Burrow, and he was only hit once. Um, so clearly they gave him time in the pocket, and I actually think that resulted in him having a really solid game. Um, and with Jacksonville's um, defensive line not being super strong, I think he's going to have the same amount of time, and I think you can expect, um, or at least I expect a similar production here um, and a good game when given Burrow time. Um, and like you said, I think Boyd and Chase are the ones I want to target this week. Um, Boyd has had the most targets overall in the season, um, out, outdoing Chase, but Chase has had the more touchdowns. Um, he's had four touchdowns to Boyd's one. Um, and last week with T. Higgins being out, Boyd did take that jump. Um, I kind of expected a couple other guys to, to take that jump as well, but it did seem like all the usage just went right back to Boyd and Jamar Chase. Um, of course, that was the big thing in the preseason that Jamar Chase couldn't get separation in practice and he was dropping balls. I don't know who planted that story because he's looking good so far to me. Um, so I, I do like... Boyd and Chase here. I, I like the Burrow to Chase connection a lot. 
Um, I think it's going to be really popular. So I think if you're going to go Boyd, uh, that's good as well. Um, and if you can fit both of them there, I think, I think that's great. Um, between the other wide receivers of Tate and Mike Thomas, I actually kind of like Thomas um, as a deep punt play um, purely for volume. Um, he's had four targets on the season. I like the way he's running. I think he looks good on the field. I, I would say they grade out pretty similar, uh, but just for volume up to this point, I think Mike Thomas um, might get a few more looks. And if you are going to take a punt play, you're probably going to be wanting to just look for opportunity in general. Um, and that's maybe where I'll go. Um, but how, whatever your preference is there, I think strong, but yeah, I agree overall with the offense here for Cincinnati. Um, I really, I really like it. Okay. Yeah. One of the other guys who some may have thought would have gotten some more of that target shares, uh, the tight end CJ Uzama, mm. he only got one target last week, five targets on the season. Um, so that's a bit of a wild card. He's a little expensive for me. I think probably not a guy that I want to put in my first lineup. Uh, tight ends have been a little bit better against Jacksonville than vice versa. Um, we saw your Denver tight ends combine for 8.57 in a score against them. Um, but, you know, not really a smash matchup for either tight end group. So uh, do you have any big preference for him, or do you want to talk about uh, Joe Mixon and this running game? I'll give it a thought. Um, okay. Probably not on Uzama. Okay. Um, and then we go to on to Joe Mixon. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Um, yeah, I agree with everything you just said there. Um, but for Joe Mixon, I actually think it's a good game script. Um, being that we think the Bengals are going to be up in this game, um, I actually see Joe Mixon as getting about 21 attempts, at least 20 plus here on the ground. Um, the volume is going to be there. Um, of course, Edmonds and Connor last week for Arizona did combine for two scores um, against this Jacksonville. Granted, they punched it in at the goal line. It wasn't like they worked their ways down the field. Of course, that was Kyler Murray running that home. Um, but Jacksonville was susceptible to those touchdown runs in the end zone. And Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon on P PFF actually grades out as the third best running back this week um, on PFF. Um, so I, I think the upside is there in this, in, in this game. He's going to be a popular option. I think looking at everything we've said overall, we like these pass catchers a little bit more. Burroughs should have the time in the pocket and we should have a good game, but the volume's there for Joe Mixon. I just don't know if I'm going to want to go there with his price tag and just the fact that I think a lot of other people are going to be on him as well. Yeah, that all makes sense to me. Uh, Mixon, you got to love the snap share, the, how many touches he gets compared to Samaji P. Ryan. And Chris Evans has caught in a couple balls, caught a couple balls. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, there's one place you could look, but not, you know, I'm, I'm really looking at Mixon or pass on this backfield. And, uh, you know, I like what you mentioned about, you know, Arizona getting in the end zone a couple times on the ground. Kyler Murray also ran one in. Um, and this is a better matchup on the ground. I think in terms of yardage per carry than the Jacksonville backs will have, but it, it's not a smash spot. You know, I mean, Arizona had 22 carries for 69. Your Denver was closer to four yards per carry, but under. Uh, and Houston was okay, you know, that first week. They they ran a couple in as well against mm. uh, Jacksonville. So, you know, I could see Mixon uh, getting a bunch of touches and with the volume having a strong game. But I think that is the, the X factor here. Do we fade him in our primary lineup? and load up on the passing game for Cincinnati? 
or do we find a way to get him in there? That's going to be the key determination, I think, this week. I, I agree with you there because we like him. It's like it's not like we're going to say he's going to have a bad game, but we're talking so highly of these other guys. There's leverage there, and also he's expensive. I, I don't know if I want to fit him into my lineup as, as some of these pass catchers, like we already said, especially if you think Joe Burrow is going to have a good game, especially if you're going to take the chance on Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree. I think that's going to be a big, uh, a big thing to decide with Mixon. And right now, I, I might be leaning towards um, that contrarian play and and maybe leaving him outside my lineup. But we'll okay. see. You know, I still have a day, still have a full day to think about that. And that's the joy of our members, uh, where we're going to give them and talk with them in Discord because you know some of the, some of our members are real bright. They've got us some opinions here, and I'm sure they'll give us some insight um, as well. It's been great chatting with everyone in, in our in our Discord. Yeah, definitely. That's a lot of fun. Um, and before we get to any final thoughts here, Joe, you you like to talk kicker, so I'll just mention that the one <laughs> kicker on the slate, Evan McPherson, pretty solid start. Yep. Four for four. He's had two 50-yard field goals and a 40-yarder. So he's put up pretty good points in limited opportunities. So just keep him in mind if you want to get your, you know, your kicker fix this week. I like it. I don't mind it in a low-scoring game. Always, always good for for a kicker here. Glad, yeah. glad you got to mention him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, any final thoughts here, Joe? Are you ready to take down all the money? Yeah, let's get after it. I'm excited, and um, I'm also excited to join on the podcast for this weekend. We did that in week two. We had um, myself, you, and Crash. We had the three the three panels right here. That was a blast. Um, so we're gonna get after it um, this week as well, and that'll be that'll be a good time. Yeah, we're going to get that out early this week to everybody. Friday night. Yeah. Well, Friday night lights with a three-man booth. So set your alarm via uh, YouTube and uh, you know, do subscribe <laughs> to the channel if you haven't already. And we'll get that Main Slate podcast out. We'll get our primetime podcast out to you as well, of course. So uh, jump in with us uh, for the entire season here. We're going to crush NFL and uh, – Grab one of those memberships if you'd like this week. DFSCoachTalk.com. Join here Wednesday night or Thursday. Get our Thursday night lineups. Full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo. The core for DraftKings. And then the full lineups and the DraftKings coaches clipboard on Sunday for the main slate. With baseball and golf in the meantime. I got to go post my golf lineups, Joe. So we should wrap it up here. Uh, (laughs) Great talking with you again. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. On behalf of Omaha, Joe Stanton, and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.